The Unfiltered by Jade. Jade. Welcome to The Unfiltered by Jade, where we educate, empower, and entertain. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, download, donate, and make everybody know who this. Beats by RB Records. Shopping assistance, your style, your budget. Our services include online and local shopping for individuals and businesses, personal shopping, purchasing of company and office supplies, importing and exporting small packages across Jamaica and worldwide, and helping you find unique gifts and items for all events and occasions. Contact us at 876-919-5195 or shoppingassistance2015 at gmail.com. Shopping Assistance, your style, your budget. Welcome back to The Unfiltered by Jade. Today we have with us here, Brandon Latrice. And we are here to speak about recovering from infidelity. And Brianna is a certified affair recovery coach. And I said she is certified. So she's the right person to speak about the topic that we're going to have a conversation about today. So hi, Brianna. Hi. Hello, everybody. Hey, Jade. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Super excited. Amped up. I am amped up. <laughs> As we were talking about before, yes, that's what we have been watching, and it so happens that we were both watching it yeah, before the show. I know, so. that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're both amped up to talk about this topic, <laughs> which is so good. Yes. I want you first, we always talk about infidelity, what is infidelity? Mm-hmm. And I mean, even watching their future wifey, I'm getting like a like a whole new understanding of what infidelity is yeah. in a broader light. But I want you to tell, let our listeners know first, what exactly is infidelity? Yeah, so infidelity really is like the act of being unfaithful to a spouse or like a, you know, a long-term partner that you're in a relationship with. And typically it means engaging in sexual or romantic uh, relations with a person other than your significant other. So when we talk about infidelity, that's kind of the clear cut answer to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because some people say infidelity can be emotional cheating. Right. Yeah. And I was actually going to say that. So, you know, we can also talk about things like emotional infidelity and things like that. So there's different types of infidelity, but it's basically, you know, where it doesn't very intimate and vulnerable spaces that don't include the person with whom you're in a relationship with. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, is there, so, so cheating is the same as infidelity because some people don't consider it the same thing. You know, no, I would say they're all the same. Like cheating is just a synonym for infidelity. So when we talk about cheating, straying, adultery, unfaithful, two-timing, having an affair, mm-hmm. like essentially, you know, the, the 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 foundation for all of those are kind of kind of the same. Okay, okay. And I, why I asked because I've heard people say if they're not 
in a if they're not married they don't consider it really infidelity they just call it cheating but i'm like it's the same thing though unless you consider one more serious than the other you know it, and it's so funny that you asked that question because when i uh first started life after infidelity i went back and forth with that um just about okay well infidelity yeah is if if you're married but i'll be honest with you um what i'm finding now is that when you're when you're cheated on it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're married if you're in the relationship for five years or if you're in the relationship for six months um people are experiencing the same types of hurts yes and so for me what i i did initially when i first started i did do it like that like i was like infidelity no i'm just working with married women but as i started to do the work and put my work out there i'm seeing that it's affecting everyone and the word i thought that I thought infidelity would stray away like people who weren't in relationship, like married, right. let me say that. Right. But it's 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 attracting everyone. So I now no longer look at it as a difference. Okay, okay. That's yeah. a good context to it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So what what are for people who can't understand why people do what are some of the leading causes of infidelity? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Mm-hmm. Um it can be a lot, right? And 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 before we talk about like, and of course we know the surface level things, right? Like just where people just don't have any self control; they want what they want, and then they go and get it, right? right? But um, you know, coming from a male perspective, um, I'll start there. A lot of men have said that respect; they didn't feel respected in their relationships and so that you know caused them to stray off also they didn't feel worthy um i was actually talking to a gentleman um who's going to be a guest on my podcast and he was saying that uh he was cleaning out his attic one day and he stumbled across um his wife's like box of high school stuff mm-hmm. and um on in it had a list of like what she wanted her husband to be and he said that he looked over that list and everything on that list had nothing to do with him. Wow. So he was like, he started to feel like he didn't belong in this marriage because he felt like she maybe settled or whatever. And so he was looking for validation. So that went out and that made him stray. Um, then when we talk about other things like difficulty with emotional regulation, people who have experienced childhood traumas um, that may struggle with regulating their emotions. And so they turn to infidelity as a way to cope with, you know, any type of stress, anxiety or depression. Then we talk about um attachment issues, people who struggle with intimacy and may use cheating as a way to avoid emotional closeness. Mm. Um, We talk about self-esteem issues, right? And that's kind of self-explanatory. Lack of fulfillment within the relationship. Um, Something else that's very important is emotional disconnect. And maybe we can get into that just about how people get into relationships, but then you grow apart in that relationship. Yes, yes. Um, sexual dissatisfaction, right? Like that's a, that's a mismatch <laughs> people are looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, just like that, just want what you want. So that, that novelty and excitement, um, you know, some people just don't like the monotony or routine of a long-term relationship. So they choose to stray. Um, there's so many unresolved issues or conflicts, you know, that you haven't resolved. And so now you grow bitter towards that. Um, I mean, I could keep going on and on and on, but yeah, I, I, mean, you, I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, I, I get it, though, and I've heard some. I heard some of the the same responses in terms of why. Um, yeah. And I mean, in, in in especially the the emotional detachment, or the, mm-hmm. you know, the growing apart. I can see that, but the, the the truth is, can I look at somebody and say, you know what? God forbid, but you know, I did this because I wasn't emotionally attached to you anymore. And, and somebody said, you know what? Okay, I understand. Can that ever be justified? Can can those reasons ever be justified? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, short short answer is no, right? Okay. Like cheating, cheating, cheating is never justified because I feel like you have several opportunities, right? And, um, you know, even like what we were talking about coming off of the Dear Future Wifey podcast, mm-hmm. just all of the, 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 the times that he cheated on, 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 on this woman, you know, he could have just said, hey, I think I want to not be in a marriage or a relationship, right? But again, um, I, I do believe that reasons can be understood, right? So like for the examples that I just mentioned earlier about reasons why people cheat, like I totally understand that in, mm-hmm. in context, why a person would go astray because, you know, I'm learning that a lot of us do not know how to properly communicate. True. And so, <laughs> you know, True. and so instead of properly communicating with people about how we're feeling, um, we just we decide to just hold on to that angst and then we just go and react and now we're reacting out of our hurt and our pain. And so yeah, long term, no short short answer, there's no, it can never be justified, but there are definitely reasons that I, I understand once I start working with people. Okay. I mean, most of us won't have that experience of working with people to understand certain things. So yeah. in general, we just not we just won't understand. We're not understanding um anything that you say because you know if it if it if you didn't feel like you wanted to be in this relationship you could have gone exactly exactly and you know it's like yeah you know a lot of people aren't doing the work that i'm doing but i think that you know hopefully what we're learning from this right is that people learn how to properly communicate you know yeah. what it what it is that they desire and what it is that they even have the capacity to give in a relationship. And it made me think about um, someone asked me a question because they were in a, initially they were in a relationship and they were like, OK, you know, it was just monogamy, like we're just going to be each other. But then um, her partner came back to her and said, hey, I want to have an open relationship. Mm-hmm. And so she was just like upset with him and angry with him and you know she was mad at him because you know now he's wants to stray and be with other women and you know they asked me they were like well is he not wrong for that and I was like well you know no um people change right and I think that when when a person has the maturity and and the capacity to come to you and say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And this is how I want to move forward. Instead of just cheating on you, like you have to respect the conversation and the desires that that person is having. And I think that leads back to the reasons can be understood is because a lot of people are fearful that if they do go to their partners with these conversations, how that person will be villainized when really they're just trying to be vulnerable and share what it is that they desire. So I'm going to say, I'm going to throw it out there to say people cheat Mm -hmm. because the other person really can't take the truth. Hmm. Yeah. That is that, that's, that's your take on it or I I am, I'm because I'm rationalizing it in my head. 
if it is that I go to no 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 let's 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 look at it. If I go to my partner and I say, hey, what is the truth about you know I want to see somebody else, or is the truth about hey, I'm not emotionally, um, you're not you're not feeding me. I'm not I'm not getting what I'm supposed to get emotionally from me. And the, other, the other person just doesn't want to change at all. Mm-hmm. And you're going, you're going, you're going, you talk to the person, the person doesn't want to change, you end up cheating. Yeah. Or you end up leaving. And it's because the other person doesn't want to either take accountability or say, hey, all right, how can I be better for you? Yeah. Um, or the person doesn't want to hear and I say, oh, no, you're the problem. You're the problem. So in in other words, you don't want to hear what I have to say. So it's better cheat on you. Mm. So I would say I would say people cheat for one of two reasons, because they lack emotional intelligence. OK. Um, meaning that they don't have the ability to actually like this person, this gentleman who went to the woman and told him, Hey, I want to be in an open relationship. I'm, I don't want to be monogamous anymore. Like Mm -hmm. I respect that. Right. Like that's, that's, you have a high level of emotional IQ because you can come and you can say that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that most people, they already know they don't want to be in a serious relationship. Even when they get into like a committed relationship, they already know from the beginning that they don't want to be monogamous. Um, and I think that those people lack the emotional intelligence to actually express how they feel. Mm. Um, the other part to that is, um, well, I'm going to say it's three parts. The other part to that is traumas. People don't want to sit down and look at their traumas because there is a lot know. of traumas attached to a person, you know, being, um, you you have to do a lot of a lot of conniving and deception to cheat. Like it's a lot of work, and there's a lot of things that you are choosing to overlook in your personal life um, as to why you're you know having these multiple relationships with multiple women. And then I think the third part to that is like what you said too. Um, people are afraid of how their partner will respond. Yeah. But I would circle that back around to emotional maturity or intelligence to say that you speaking your truth is you speaking your truth. It doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with how the person responds because I'd rather for you to speak your truth and that person be upset and respond upset with at your truth. than you go and cheat and now you're hurting them and putting them through all of this mental psychological issues that infidelity causes. I mean, I get it. And I, and I, and I, you know, I agree with with everything that you're saying, and I on I and I also on the, on the flip side understand when persons don't want to say anything because if they say it, other persons is gonna react to them, and mm-hmm. so they um they fear that rejection because some people are open. So a lot of persons who have encountered and have respected, especially males, if they want to do something, they're gonna say, "Hey, this this is this is where I'm at." Whether whether people find it disrespectful or not, at least they did say it. Right, right, yeah. and I am able to say, "Darn, you mean that 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 really hurts?" But then, darn, that's good that you can actually speak your truth. So it's <laughs> you know it's it's two sided to it. But then they don't want to do it because their partners, how their partners will react, or they have tried to find their partners reacted on a particular way, and they don't want that because there are many persons who I, as I said, I spoken to, and is either they probably thinking about cheating on their partners or Mm -hmm. maybe have cheated on their partners before Mm -hmm. and they will come and say hey i'm gonna cheat on her and i'm saying did you um why would you do that did you have a conversation with her to tell her what's happening i have multiple conversations with her and 
she's not hearing and when i did the first time her reaction was this or his reaction was this when i told mm. him i'm not being pleased this way so yeah. i'm no longer going to do that because i cannot deal with me going to tell you my truth and then yeah. four months on the line i'm still hearing it in every argument that we're having yeah. because i spoke my truth to you so i yeah. prefer to not speak my truth and just be conniving and do something behind your back so you don't really find out or if you do that's it but i did tell you I uh -huh. did tell you, I did try to talk to you about it. You were not willing to hear. And then you used it in other arguments that we've had. So what's, give me something. Whew. You know, one thing, um, <clears throat> when we talk about rebuilding trust in relationships, um, there's five components to that, right? There's understanding, mm -hmm. meaning that your partner really needs to, is your partner really trying to understand like whatever truth that you're revealing, right? Mm -hmm. Are they really trying to get an understanding of why you're saying it, why you're feeling the way you're, you're feeling and, and, and how you're even feeling in the strength that you had to use to even come clean about whatever situation it is. Right. right. Um, then the next part is motive. Um, what is this person's motive behind wanting to uh, rebuild the trust or behind wanting to, um, Wanting you to like, or maybe say this, when we talk about context of an argument, what is the person's motive behind bringing up a truth that you uh, chose to expose to them, right? You know, okay. is the what's the motive? Is the motive to, you know, try to belittle you or make you feel bad, you know? Um, or even when we talk about trust, um, a lot of women come to me and they're like, their partner tells them, I'm not cheating anymore, so get over it. What's the motive behind them wanting to keep you silent? Right. Yeah. And we can get into that a little bit. But yeah. then also the ability. Does this person, because you have maybe this person truly understands you, right? Like they understand everywhere that you're coming from, every angle, and they have a really good motive, like their intention is really pure in trying to trying to better this relationship. But maybe they just don't have the ability or capacity to be the person that you want them to be yeah. in a relationship. You know, mm, okay. um, the second part is character, because even when you're hurting and you're angry, if a person has good character, they're not going to do things like hit below the belt in arguments. Um, one thing I always admired about when I was married is that even when we would have arguments, my ex-husband never called me out of my name. And people look at me shocked. They're like, oh, he never called you. In no, like he and I never would hit below the belt because we did have some level of of character to us, right? right. And then the last part to rebuilding trust is track record. What is the person's track record? So maybe you tell that person, hey, um, you know, I really don't like when you bring up a truth that I shared with you, but then you bring it up in an argument, you know, to try to make me feel bad or to try to, you know, place this guilt back onto me. I really don't like that. And then, you know, within that conversation, they're like, well, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Okay. But then y'all argue again and they do it again. And so I would say that, you know, a lot of us are staying in relationships because of love, but you need more than love to stay in a relationship. It's said to me. <laughs> and so when we're talking about <laughs> building trust or rebuilding trust in relationships, I think you need to look at these qualifiers. Does this person have these five qualifiers, which are understanding, motive, ability, character, and track record? Ooh. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> yes, and I've, I've been saying this. I've said to people, listen, a relationship needs more than love. And I've been, no, that's not true. We need only love. Love, because we need more than love in a relationship. Because if there's love and you keep hitting below the belt, I'm leaving. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, like we gotta figure this out because I'm not gonna stay and be emotional and abused because I love you. That's that's not gonna be. That's that's not working. It's not going to be. And a lot, everyone, everyone that I know who cheated on their partner loved their partner. Listen, of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. So it has to be more than love. You know what I'm saying? It 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 has to be more than love to keep you to stay in a relationship. Most most definitely. The what I'm gonna ask is because i've had this conversation too do you believe that if persons probably have cheated emotionally or so and they have cheated on their partner and they go to their partner and say hey i've cheated on you do you think it's wrong because i've been told that if it is that the motive for telling the person what you have done is either because you want to hurt the person or you want to leave so is it that we should not share that information to be vulnerable and to be open in our relationships um, especially if it is that we don't want to leave or or what, because there, there are two sides to that story. Here's the thing about infidelity. Like we have to stop putting um, generalities on infidelity because everybody is different, right? right. And um, I think that if a person is, you know, wanting to share this just to come clean, right? Like some people have a conscience. <laughs> right. And again, we go back to this character thing. Some people have character. And so they feel bad and they feel guilty about it. And so, you know, you never know what's going on in that person's heart. And so they're wanting to um, have a clean slate, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe this is using this by them coming clean. It's using it as accountability. Yes. You know, because now if their partner is aware that, okay, I did do this. Now I want you to kind of help me hold myself accountable, not to stray. Because here's the thing, you're in a relationship. If you cheated in the relationship and now you want to learn how to heal and, and move forward out of this, there's some parts of you that are going to have to involve your partner. Like, yes. you know, yeah. period. And I think that um, if you continue to uh to move in in secrecy within your relationship even though you're no longer cheating and you're not going to cheat anymore well then what is the foundation of your relationship continuing to be built upon because now you're having to move in silence as to why you're trying to navigate different things and you know maybe you're going to therapy you know so there's so many things now that you know in the past you were probably being secretive because you were sneaking off seeing this partner but now you're sneaking off for healing that's still a form when we go Mm -hmm. back right and we're defining it that's still a form of infidelity (laughs) Mm, because you're not being truthful and open and vulnerable in a relationship. And that is to me the the the, the catalyst for forms of infidelity when you when you lack the ability to feel safe enough to be vulnerable in relationships. Mm, I like that. I like how that's good. Speaking about um going to get, you know, therapy for it, how long does in- infidelity trauma actually last? It lasts as long as <laughs> <laughs> You know, it lasts as long as you choose not to acknowledge how it's affecting you. Mm, 
Okay. Um, and I say that to say this. Um, I was working with a woman and she shared with me that her husband cheated on her 17 years ago. And she said, it still hurts as if I found out yesterday. Yeah. Because she hasn't went through the healing process. Um, and I know women who left when, and, and let me preface this by saying I work with women. I coach women. Um, I don't want people to think like women don't cheat. Women cheat as well. So oh, yeah. Yeah, we when can. I'm talking, I'm more mm-hmm. so talking because I'm so used to the context of my women. Right. But just know that this does not negate the fact that women don't cheat. So I'm not mm-hmm. male bashing. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I know women who just go from relationship to relationship and they have this continuous built up baggage. Like I had one woman that I was coaching and she says every relationship she's been been in has ended in infidelity and her partner's cheating on her. Whoa. So I would say the trauma from infidelity lasts as long as you don't take the time to start the healing process. And first that first starts with that acknowledgement piece of it. Yeah. After knowledge, your first fork can get healed from it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and people might say, well, I do acknowledge it, you know, because they might go to social media and, and, you know, out the person that did them wrong. And they might talk about, you know, how pissed they are and how angry they are. But that that really isn't acknowledging it. Like yeah. when, when I say acknowledgement, when I say acknowledgement, I mean, like, doing the deep intense work of allowing yourself to um, feel in your body how this has impacted you right not even so much the emotion but even if you do have the emotion like um I was on a coaching call with a lady last week and um I was like you always talk about grief you're going through grief of infidelity and i said let's take some time to define what grief is for you mm-hmm. and so she expanded on that grief right and then she talked about within that grief she felt abandoned right which is a common thing uh she felt rejected she felt um anger and then with each one of those words i had her to dissect what that looks like what that feels like within her body and it's giving yourself the space to to acknowledge that yes this person hurt you intensely and coming from it from a from a healing space instead of coming from it in like this anger i'm i'm seeking revenge type space right right you know mm-hmm. that makes sense because people have reached out to me and i've turned down coaching with women because they've been on this spiteful type oh you know talking calling him out of his name and all that stuff and i tell them hey your my program is not for you there's no. still some beginning stages of healing that you need to work on within yourself yes yeah yeah and it continues to make people bitter if they continue to be spiteful yep. and revengeful yep yeah my life like that um, so for for these kind of relationships with infidelity that has happened, can they recover? Yes, they can definitely recover. Um, but this takes this takes work on both parties, right? Okay. This takes work from both parties. Um, 
again, when we talk about the five elements of trust, so just making sure that, you know, the person is really trying to get an understanding, mm-hmm. what is their motive, motive for rebuilding that trust? Again, if that person even has the ability, because what you'll start to learn is that as you start to really heal and rebuild yourself through trust, you're going to have so much growth and either you and your partner are going to grow together or y'all are mm-hmm. going to grow, grow apart and you have to be okay with whatever decision comes out of that. Right. And so when we talk about the five components of rebuilding trust, like I'm big on those. So us looking at those, um, And then when we talk about questions, right, because we already know when you find out you done got cheated on, you want to ask the person, what does she look like? Mm -hmm. You You know, and Mm -hmm. those type of questions are um, continuing to put you in a negative space that is digging you deeper in a hole, um, preventing you from actually healing. Um, but when you are wanting to recover from infidelity with your partner, you, uh, should ask some really good thought provoking questions that are going to help the both of you all grow. So asking questions like, um, what needs or desires that the affair fulfill that you felt were missing in our relationship? Mm. Um, in what ways did you feel disconnected or unsatisfied in our relationship prior to the affair? Um, did the affair serve as an escape or a distraction from other challenges or stresses in your life? Um, and a really important question, are you glad the affair is over? <laughs> because, these, are some, these are some real mature questions that you have to ask. Well, hoping, you know- listen, because no, because <laughs> you have to be in a real good headspace. I mm-hmm. don't even know if it's a good headspace, but you have to be real mature to ask these questions without, without throwing some stones and beating. You know, because if the question comes, that you are not providing me this the person was providing. You can't provoke people. You can't provoke yeah. people. So you have to be in a more mature state to say, all right, let me, let me, you know, it, it hurt me, but let me kind of put, um, let, let me not listen to this conversation with my feelings. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, because if I listen to my feelings, he might be dead. So <laughs> let me listen. Let me listen and... um hear what he has to say and respond without feelings, without my feelings in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would probably be a better conversation than if we have our feelings in there and everything the person sent out with dissecting and are ready to jump on them because that's also probably, you know, the person might say, and this is why I cheated on you. I can't talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. But it goes back to, of course, asking these questions um, or it, it's later in the process. But okay. one of the things that I always talk about when recovering from infidelity, the very first week that I have everyone to do that works with me, I call it a pity party. <laughs> and I'm like, you can have this pity party as long as you want or as short as you want. Like it could be an hour, <clears throat> it can be a month, it can be six months. But within that pity party, that's where you're feeling all of those feels. Because when you do get to this space, like you said, you do have to be in a different headspace to actually have the question, ask those questions and receive them Yes, in a mature level. But you can't get to that. And here's the thing, and I think this is where people kind of try to navigate too fast off of that, is that they try to get to those questions. And even if it is the questions about, well, who is she? What she look like? What positions did y'all do? 
at that point, you're not even in the headspace to receive those exactly. answers to those questions because you have so many emotions tied up in you that you haven't dealt with. So um, that's why the initial shock of all of it, you need to allow yourself to feel the initial shock. You need to allow yourself to be okay in this space of not knowing what you want to do, if you want to leave or if you want to forgive the person and rebuild the trust. Like there's so much that you have to process and you need to allow yourself to be in that process and space for however mm. long you need to be. Yeah. And people need to allow you to process it. People need to allow you to process it. And when you are in that process and space, this is where you allow you you allow yourself to come from a space of inquiry. Um, but it's more so of like this self-reflection of why am I so pissed off? Am I pissed off because this is not the first time that they've done this? Or am I pissed off because I feel rejected? Am I pissed off because I've been knowing for months and I didn't say anything? You know, so it's allowing yourself to like really figure out, shoot, ask yourself, what role did you play in it? You know, what part That's of you it. allowed, accepted, yep. or attracted this type of person? Yep. Um so you have to, and I think that that's the thing, like um, I made a post the other day where I said, stop forgiving prematurely. You know, it's great. We're in this age of emotional maturity and, you know, we're hearing people talking about healing and becoming the better versions of yourself. But sometimes within that journey, you need to be angry and that yeah. is okay. So mm -hmm. stop trying to forgive prematurely. <laughs> yep. Yep, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and as you said, you hit the nail on the head where you said, sometimes ask yourself, what role did I play in it? Many people say, oh, I didn't cause him to do it. He went and cheated on himself. Sometimes we, sometimes we play roles in it because sometimes we sit and watch them doing things. And we don't say anything. Even like when we're watching a dear future wife and she sat in her closet crying and he asked what was wrong and she told him, it's my dad. It's not your dad. Mm -hmm. And we lie to ourselves and we condone these things. And then now when it blows up in front of our face, we're, we're angry, we're upset. Like, <laughs> you know, and, you know, looking at her, I'm like, girl, you calling me out? Because I remember doing these things too. And we have to reach a place where I have to say, okay, what did I, what did I do also yep. to, to condone this behavior? So yep. I cannot be truly, truly angry. Oh my God, I'm, I can't do that. Because I sat in there and I loved some of these things to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think people will look at that and be like, well, you're justifying that person's behavior. No, you're not. But we're both in the relationship together. Yep. And so in order to, because like you said, the, the, the elements for rebuilding trust in a relationship after infidelity comes with maturity. Yes. Now you can uh, put a bandaid over it, right? And then in six months, y'all can be in another toxic situation. And, that, you know, that's 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 possible. Right. Like there's mm -hmm. a lot of toxic relationships out there oh, yeah. that aren't actually delving into trying to cultivate this this loving, flourishing, healthy relationship. And so that's possible. But if you really want to recover from infidelity and leave it without having any bitterness towards trust, love or relationships in general, you have to do those, 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 those hard growth things for yourself, like the inner work within yourself before you can even start to apply those things <clears throat> with another human being. I agree. I agree with that. What are some of the tools that we can use to help us to recover from infidelity? So <laughs> allowing yourself to have a pity party. And I even tell people like, 
tell your closest friends to, so they can hold you accountable and just let them know, hey, I'm going to have a pity party. I'm going to be feeling all the feels that I feel um, in this finding out this news of this infidelity. And again, um, really allowing yourself to feel how your body feels, also to feel how you feel emotionally, but also unpacking that because so many of us can say, I'm angry, I feel shame, I um, I feel sadness, but we're, we, we need to dissect all of those emotions too, right? Because like even when we're watching the Dear Future Wife wifey podcast she had all those emotions but like what she said when she started to go through therapy she was able to process yes um what all this because once you start to process okay why do i feel shame well i feel shame and then you'll learn that that shame is due to rejection you don't want to be rejected so that's why you turned your head when you knew that they were doing you dirty you know, but Mm -hmm. you stay because you didn't want to do it so the acknowledgement of that and when you're doing that um, journaling is a really big thing. Um, journaling is, um, is very important actually, so that you can kind of see, because sometimes when we're going through these cycles of, um, these cycles, like we'll, we'll, we'll have ebb and flows. Let me say that within our healing journey. And so, um, you might be good one day and then the next day you're, you know, you feel like, dang, I, Dang, I, you know, I, I fell back. What, what happened? Mm-hmm, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, and so, um, being able to journal and things like that, um, having moments of silence, mm-hmm. um, because here's the thing: you want to be able to sit with yourself, and that's 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 one of the hardest things to do is sit with yourself because that is to where a lot of um, those hard truths come up, you know, Mm -hmm. like for women, if you have those daddy issues and for men, if you have those mother issues, because what you'll find out too, is that we all have childhood wounds that when they come unhealed, they, our inner child just end up becoming the adult versions of Mm -hmm. us, Mm -hmm. you know, that we don't, that we haven't taken the time, time to heal. Um, And so I would say like just starting there with those type of things, having yourself the pity party, allowing yourself to feel those emotions again, asking yourself, what role did you play? Um, Journaling. And honestly, I I hope that by people watching um, Danaya Jackson's interview, they'll see the, the mental and psychological turmoil that it has on people. Yes. And um, you definitely need to, um, talk to someone. Yeah. Because infidelity, it, it erupts so much within people that I don't think they realize, like, you know, you don't sleep, your, your diet is off. Cause she even talked about losing weight, how skinny yeah. she got, she wasn't eating. And those are mental, you know, those are signs that you have a mental health condition. Yeah. And I think that, um, so many in different communities, they just look at it because it happens so frequently and we appear on the surface to just get over it because maybe we go to another relationship, right? But that has a lot of um, emotional and mental turmoil on us. And so I encourage people to definitely um, get into um, counseling, counseling, coaching, mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get the help that we need. Sometimes we can't do it by ourselves. No, we can't at all. Um, and even more, I would say too, um, 
Building a support system is important, right? Um, establishing clear boundaries. Um, because a lot of that too is that we've just allowed our boundaries to be so broken yeah. that we haven't even done, we don't even know what boundaries look like. I know right. for me, when I came out of my divorce, I didn't even know what boundaries was. <laughs> right, right, um, right. And then even in your toolbox, having patience and empathy on yourself. Because like I shared, um, you're going to go through ebbs and flows within your healing journey. And that is a-okay. Mm-hmm. But allowing yourself to just be patient with yourself and give yourself that compassion that 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 you need, you know? Yeah, I love that. Um, and I, I wish for persons listening that you forgive yourself reach a place where you can forgive yourself also for sitting in it and taking things that didn't sit right with you and only um allowed you to become hard and resentful absolutely um one of the things i always say too is um looking at yourself in your shame but not seeing your shame is ugly Um, a lot of my women, like when they start to tear up and they cover their face, I make them take their hands down and while their tears are strolling down, they're looking at themselves because I want you to embrace, like you said, I want you to forgive yourself and there's nothing to be ashamed about in this moment of you choosing to stay too long. You choosing to take them back time after time, knowing like allowing yourself, looking at yourself and saying, you know what, this is just a piece of my story and I'm not going to be ashamed by it. Yeah. Yeah. And with that story can help others. Always mm-hmm. look at your story. It's not a failure. It's when it can help others. Cause sometimes we also stay in um, these, these situations because we, don't want we think that we probably won't get something else mm-hmm. you understand so sometimes we stay in there because of that or we're ashamed to come out and how it's gonna look etc 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 but i mean sometimes we have to start thinking about ourselves yeah. yeah i'm not saying that in every situation we need to get up and leave if it is that we believe we can overcome it go ahead do the work and overcome it but for those who don't think so and you're only staying in it because you don't think there's better out there we need to kind of do our just some you know ourselves some some justice I agree. Um, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about so much that you said because I'm processing that. But that's it's like so true. Like in one of the things that um, I always tell people, because most people are confused, like they don't know if they want to stay or they want to go. But there 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 there's a process to that, too, of like learning how to decide if this is something that you can, you know, live with and move forward in. Or if it's something that you, you you just can't do, but you need to know how to process that, ask those right questions so that you can make the best decision for yourself. Yes. Um, yeah. So this, this, this is very educational and I'm hoping that when people listen to this podcast, they'll get something from it and they'll take into consideration themselves along with the other person. And as, you know, as Brenna said in the, in the beginning, have some character. So even if it is that you're going through it, don't hit below the belt with anybody. And learning how to communicate properly is essential and it's very vital for any relationship and learning to hear, not with emotions, but hear and be precise and listen to what is being said and then try to make better. Because sometimes, sometimes infidelity can, you know, it can be avoided if we just listen. That's true. That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listen, it can be avoided if we just listen. 
listen, just listen, just listen, and just just try and listen without some emotions sometimes. Or I'm not gonna say without emotions, but sometimes without listening to response. Exactly, and that's that's funny because that's exactly where I was going with that. It was like you know, and not listening to respond, but really listen to to understand. Yes. No. And to get an understanding and then you can respond based off of that understanding. Right. Um, Brandon, where is it that we can find you? Yeah. So I am on um, Instagram and TikTok, uh, Life After Infidelity. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on Facebook at Brianna Latrice. And you can also um, find me or you can go to my website at lifeafterinfidelity.net. And um, I'll actually be launching my podcast, Life After Infidelity, uh, July the 28th. So uh, it's just going to be stories of both from men and women who have experienced cheating or who have been cheated on, um, just kind of sharing their stories of overcoming. Because it's like what you mentioned earlier, uh, Jade, about there's healing in sharing stories. Yes, there is. I think one thing that if I, if, you know, if I had to leave this podcast that I would want all people to know um, that have been cheated on is that you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone and mm-hmm. don't be ashamed, don't be ashamed. Um, in this healing journey. And that's really why I created the podcast Life After Infidelity, because I want people to know that they're not alone. Um, they're not alone if they chose to stay. They're not alone if they chose to leave. They're not alone. Yep. Don't yep. let anybody force us to leave either. Leave nope. when you're ready to go. <laughs> That's another thing. That's another thing. So thank you again so much, Brenna. And thank you to our listeners for listening. Thank you. Whoa, 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 whoa.